Bickley and Murata mornings from 6 to 10. Bickley and Murata. It's the greatest show on earth. Bickley and Murata. Good morning and welcome. Dan Bickley. Sports, man. Sports. Vince Murata. It's a power-packed morning zoo. Are you kidding me? Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata. I love this show. This is the greatest show in the history of radio. It's the greatest radio show ever. Bickley and Murata. I hate everything about this show. This is the worst show in the world. Good morning, Valley sports fans. Happy Monday to everybody. Not a victory Monday. This is going to be a, uh, I don't know what you're going to call today. I, I guess if you're looking for positives to come out of the weekend, you can vibe on Alabama losing. You can vibe on the Dodgers getting eliminated. All was good until about 1 o'clock yesterday afternoon. And then the weekend kind of went off the... You, you gotta, gotta say it. You gotta cut the card. You gotta car- cut the Cardinals Ooh. some slack. They didn't find out what time kickoff was until really late on Saturday. That's true. So, that I mean, that yeah. is true. I mean, all, the of, their, all the of their way. planning and preparation was just you know was marginalized. How at that could point. a team be expected to function with that kind of uncertainty about kickoff? You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> it's all. It's all good. <laughs> what could let's go just wrong? focus on Thursday's game. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Oh. Yeah. Let's. Let's move on to Thursday's game, shall Thursday we? night is always exponential. More ugly than Sunday. What a scene this is going to be. What can we expect on Thursday? <laughs> well, that's pretty much anybody's guess um, after what we witnessed yesterday, right? Oof. Right? Yeah. I don't think it's going to look very pretty. Um, yeah, I think that, or sound very pretty, mm-hmm. I would think. There's a lot of unhappy Cardinal fans, I'll tell you that much. The unhappiness of the fan base right now is is probably the number one issue facing this franchise. And I'm not kidding you. It is, there is a disconnect in terms of believability, trust, all of that stuff. It's been severed. It is. Well, I think that's a perfect way to put yeah. it. No, it has been. Yeah. So anything you guys want to say, you're just smiling at me stupid, Jared. What's up? What do you think? No, it's just funny how awful things have gone in one year's time. Because they're now two and four. I mean, at this point last season, they were six and oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh-huh. It's unbelievable. It seems like a hundred thousand years ago. Uh-huh. Jared, you buried the big story of the day. Oh, Jared added I usually to, do. Jared added to his, uh, his eclectic shoe collection. Oh. Courtesy of me. <laughs> Courtesy, he, he's my scout now for exotic when, shoes. When I'm out looking at shoes and I find something goofy that Jarrett might like, I'll take a picture of it. And I took a picture of a pair of shoes on Friday and I got the, ooh, I must have them. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I got to spend some birthday money. I, I picked okay. them up for, for Jarrett and he paid me this morning and wow. they, they are wow. wild. Okay. Yeah. Are you so, wearing them, Jarrett? I'm not because they would not look good with shorts. You know, it's all yeah. about the ensemble, Sarah. You, you need to stop that, man. It's summer is over. It's we're we're almost in the third week of October. You need to stop wearing shorts to work. <laughs> Sweatshirt season, baby. Let's go. But then he can't wear Birkenstocks with pants. <laughs> well, but this. But my point is, I mean, at some point in time, you're going to want people to take you seriously. At some Whoa. point. No. I've made it 40 years. <laughs> At one point. <laughs> yeah. Why start now, right. Jared? Okay. All right, Jared, start the show. The Splash. Splash. The stories making waves in the sports world. The Splash. Cannonball. Cannonball coming. Cannonball coming. 
The Splash, brought to you by Presidential Pools, Arizona's number one pool builder. See why at presidentialpools.com. Can't wait to put Jarrett Carlin's shoe scout on my resume. Uh, many thought a trip to Seattle to play the struggling Seahawks defense was just what the Arizona Cardinals and their slow starting offense needed in week six. Instead, the Cardinals put forth one of the more anemic offensive performances in recent memory during a 19-9 loss to Seattle. For the first time this season, the Cardinals did get points in the first quarter on their first drive as Matt Amendola hit a 23-yard field goal to cap a 10-play 76-yard drive. Those were the only points the Cardinals offense would produce all day. The other points came on a Chris Banjo fumble recovery in the end zone by Seahawks punter Michael Dixon. Seahawks kicker Jason Myers hit four field goals. What's it like to have a kicker you can rely on in field goal range? That's weird. Uh, isn't Kenneth, that weird. Isn't that weird? Kenneth Walker capped a scoring with an 11-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter. Cardinals are 2-4 and four on the season and a short week as they play Thursday night football against the New Orleans Saints in just four days. Uh, it was a hundred shades of ugly yesterday. I mean, this offense. Wow. Yeah, no, yeah, that that in a word. The fact that, and yes, I understand that they lost an offensive lineman in the game, and I understand Rodney Hudson did not play, but this is a Seattle defense that had basically been a sieve. I mean a sieve. And when you manage only three points, and on top of it, as I, as I mentioned on Friday repeatedly, when your game plan gets adjusted because you're not trotting out your kicker, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's, it's organizational malfeasance is what it is. Yeah, with uh, Sunday's activity, the Cardinals also find themselves all alone in last place in the NFC West after the Rams beat Carolina 24-10 and San Francisco lost to uh, the Falcons 28-14. So you got three, three, and three teams, and the Cardinals are two and four. And I think you can lot you can tell a lot about Cardinal fans today mm-hmm. depending on how they present that fact. Do they present the fact that the Cardinals are in last place, or do they say we're only one game out of first? Yeah, I don't think anybody feels like, wow, we, the, look, at, look how good. Yeah, I, it's not the latter. Let me just say that. Philadelphia Eagles remain unbeaten. They moved to 6-0 and on the season. 26-17 win over the Cowboys on Sunday night football. Jalen Hurts threw two touchdown passes. Eagles defense intercepted Cooper Rush three times in the win. Also a weird day in that teams quarterbacked by Patrick Holmes, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady all lost. Josh Allen hit Dalton Knox on a 14-yard touchdown pass with a minute four remaining uh, to give the Bills a 20 24-20 win over the Chiefs. The Jets breezed to a 27-10 win over Rodgers and the Packers at Lambeau. Wow. And Tampa Bay dropped a 20-18 decision to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are playing with Mitchell Trubisky, a quarterback, after Kenny Pickett left injured. See your boy Tom Brady yelling at his offensive lineman, yelling Ooh. at his teammates after he left to go to a wedding on Saturday night? Oh. I yeah. didn't know that part. Oh, you, you didn't, didn't know, know the wedding part. part. Oh, he went to Robert Kraft's wedding. He went to Robert That's Kraft's right. wedding. That's right. Bill Belichick didn't. Bill Belichick said, I appreciate the invite, but I got a lot going on. I'm on Maybe. to Cleveland. Yeah. Someone married Robert Kraft? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. She's only 35 years younger than him. Ooh. That's yeah. Who isn't, yeah. though? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, most, most people on the earth right now. Tonight, week six wraps up uh, Chargers and uh, everyone's favorite primetime darlings, the Denver Broncos. Kickoff is at 5.15 for Monday Night Football. Yankees forced a decisive game five with a 4-2 win over the Cleveland Guardians on Sunday. Harrison Bader had a two-run homer. Garrett Cole allowed Shut just up, two Garrett. runs over seven innings as the Yankees 
Yankees even things up to force tonight's game at Yankee Stadium. It's Aaron Savali for the Guardians against Jamison Tyon for the Yankees. First pitch, 407. Yeah. The winner takes on the Astros in the ALCS. That begins Wednesday. The NLCS gets underway tomorrow with everybody's preseason picks. San Diego and Philadelphia. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Three division champions in the National League. The Braves, Cardinals, and Dodgers combined to win three playoff games. Think Stupid. About, think about the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Mets and the money they spent this year. Yeah. Stupid what? Like, well, it's unfair. I mean, it, it's exciting. It's it's fun, but it it's totally unfair. It's a terrible time for this to happen in the first year of this new format that those teams that were dominant all season long are all out. I just think that once, if you're going to do the, the, the opening three, best of three, the next round should just start at best of seven. Get rid of the best of fives. You can't play forever, though. That's about two extra days. Why are you complaining about the Dodgers getting eliminated? Stop whining. Anytime they're eliminated, it's a good thing. That's true. Uh, Coyotes continue their road trip in Toronto today against Austin Matthews and the Maple Leafs. They've dropped their first two of the season and gave up six goals in both games. Tonight's game gets underway at 4. Pre-game coverage starts at 3.30 on the Arizona Sports app and ESPN 620. Uh, Suns begin their season Wednesday night against Dallas, but there is something to watch for today. The deadline for Cam Johnson's contract extension to be signed is 3 p.m. Arizona time today. Ooh. Johnson is heading into his fourth season as eligible for a new deal, but if he's not signed today, he'll enter restricted free agency next summer, much like we just went through with DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Seven members of the 2019 class that Johnson was a part of have already received rookie extensions, including Jordan Poole of Golden State, who signed a massive four-year $140 million deal with the Warriors on Saturday. So did Andrew Wiggins. How was that? Well, yeah. Listen. So, uh, so I, so I think that a lot of people said that Draymond Green probably made Jordan Poole some money mm-hmm. because it expedited that contract extension. Did you see that the Warriors payroll plus luxury tax oh, is four hundred eighty-three million dollars? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the new college football AP Top 25 released on Sunday. Georgia still tops the poll, uh, followed by Ohio State and Tennessee. The Vols knocked off Alabama on Saturday. Great game. Michigan fourth, followed by Clemson. Alabama, incidentally, only fell to sixth. Uh, UCLA tops all Pac-12 teams on the list at number nine. Oregon 10th. USC is 12th. And Utah, who beat the Trojans by a point, up to 15th. So you got four Pac-12 teams ranked. There you go. There's your splash for Monday, October 17th. Coming up next, we kick off Big Red Monday with a lot of thoughts on what we saw and most notably didn't see from the Arizona Cardinals and their latest loss to the Seattle Seahawks. It's Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Bigley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. But yeah, I mean, that, that's not ideal, but um, once again, we, we have to find a way to maximize who we have out there and execute and score score touchdowns when the defense is playing at that level and giving us a chance over and over to, to win those games. And today we didn't, you know, scheme or execution. The two-word motto for the 2022 Arizona Cardinals through six weeks, pick: we gotta. 
That's what it is. Every week, it's we gotta. Yeah. We yeah. gotta do this. We gotta do that. Mm-hmm. Instead of just doing it, it's always talk about we gotta do we it. We gotta do this. I don't think this thing is fixable, quite honestly. I'm kind of with you. Yeah. And yeah. you mentioned, Vic, that um, the, the frustration level of Cardinal fans. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's start there. And, and look, there's a lot of frustration, and I know that bleeds over into fire the coach, fire the general manager, bench the quarterback, all that. I, mm-hmm. I listened to the, the, the postgame shows a little bit yesterday, heard a lot of that. But let's start with this preposterous plan that the Cardinals had this offseason to... Um, this is why you don't reward a general manager and a head coach after flaming out at the end of a season. Without a doubt. And embarrassing yourself on a playoff stage. Without a doubt. And then necessitating another contract extension for a quarterback who, look, <laughs> anybody feel real confident about Kyler Murray becoming a star quarterback at this point? Raise your hand. I don't see many hands. Yeah. The, I- the whole plan... Timing-wise, and now they've painted themselves into corners. Yes. It, it, it's it's preposterous. Okay, he, it, and I'm, I'm glad you bring it up because this, this is why I think the Cardinals really need uh, to get their heads out of the sand when it comes to this particular issue. Uh, yes, the, yes, Michael Bidwell erred egregiously in offering major contract extensions, almost mocking us with the length of them. Mocking somebody with the length of them and then dealing with this aftermath right now. The idea that, oh, we can't remove the head coach. We just extended him. That's on you, Michael Bidwill. That's not on us. That's on you. Mm -hmm. And so the matter now becomes, the way I look at it, it's not just about a head coach who is flaming out, which Cliff Kingsbury most assuredly is doing. It is about this quarterback who is now who you've got two hundred and thirty million dollars wrapped up in, and you got to get him a mentor. You got to get him a better coach. You got to reinvent. You've got to reinvent this offense with somebody. You cannot waste a minute longer, in my opinion, in, in this current structure. Waiting for this to get better is really. Silly, in my opinion. They're 3-10 and 10 in their last 13 games. If we were 13 weeks into an NFL season and your football team is 3-10, and 10, you suck. That's the bottom line, mm-hmm. okay? Two of those games are, are, are come with asterisks as, as well. The miracle in Vegas, that's what it was. It was a miracle. And then the game against the Panthers where their head coach was just about to get fired. So that is the Arizona Cardinals over the last 13 games. And it's... And and I, it's right there in front of us. It, uh, everything yeah. we need to see, the clarity we need, it's right there in front of us. Sick. They've got two of their last four games have not produced an offensive touchdown. Think about that. Uh-huh. For a guy who was plucked from the ranks of college football for his offensive acumen. Yeah. Two out of four games without an offensive touchdown? It's it's insane. Given the quarterback of his dreams, and this is what you get. This off his offense is not working in the NFL because everybody has figured it out, and there's nothing more. There's nothing added on to this offense. I mean, how many times do we have to watch Rondale Moore get blown up in the backfield before they stop calling those plays? Well, How many times? Rondell Moore went into the backfield on his own well, a couple of times he yesterday. Did. But he did. Yeah, no, I'm not, not really overly impressed. But you're right. I mean, 
Greg Dortch was actually used pretty well in this offense early on before Rondell Moore became yeah. uh, became uh, uh, you know active again. Mm-hmm. He's been a ghost, it, right? And it's it's it, that's very frustrating because he really looked like a reliable kind of performer, and now he's disappeared from the offense. <laughs> it wasn't even it was like when AJ Green. It's like AJ Green took his spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense at this point in his career. Well. No, and A.J. Green gets a lot of vitriol from Cardinals fans, too. And I'm not saying it's not deserved, but ask yourself the question. Do they know how to use him correctly? Mm-hmm. It looks like they know how to use Hollywood Brown, and he'll probably be on the shelf for a while after that injury late. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is back. They know how to use him. DeAndre Hopkins is not going to come in here and fix all these problems. No. I'm sorry. He's and, a great player. And it, but, but as you said, the fact that this this outfit had all these months to prepare for life without DeAndre Hopkins, and this is what we get. You get the exact same thing we saw at the end of last year. So that, that to me, should be very, very problematic to a lot of people. Yeah, listen, Kyler Murray is not absolved from blame. He did not throw the ball well yesterday. He missed on a handful of big throws, mm-hmm. whether it was overthrowing Zach Ertz or underthrowing Rondale Moore on fourth down. He made a lot of mistakes with his arm yesterday, but he still accounted for over 300 yards. He rushed for 100 yards. He he You, you could tell that, that he was trying to make plays with his legs, which I think was progress, but a field goal against that defense? I mean, mean, just for some perspective here, this Seahawks (laughs) defense, I mean, no joke, this Seahawks defense, 32nd in yards per game, and for those who don't know, that's last. There are 32 teams, Mm Anna. that's last. 32nd in yards per play, 32nd in rushing yards per game, 31st in points per game, 31st in time of possession, 31st in first downs allowed, 26th in passing yards per game. Those are... Terrible metrics. And if you go back over the last three games, you add up the yards that the Seattle defense gave up. It's like 1,388 to three teams. So you're facing that defense, and that's what you put out there? It's an abomination. I looked at the the six-game splits through the first four years of the Cliff-Kyler era. Mm -hmm. These are the worst numbers they've put up, Even, even compared to year one. When everybody remembers the first half of the Detroit game. Cliff Kingsbury famously came out and said, oh, I, I shouldn't have bought a house. That's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. That team was 2-3-1 and one through six games. This team is 2-4. and four. That team scored 22.3 points per game. This team scores 19. Wow. Yeah, and that doesn't make any sense that you could be four years down the road from that and regress. Now, from, from last year, yeah. of course, they were 6-0. and oh. Mm-hmm. That team was scoring 32 points per game. Mm -hmm. Something happened. Something happened when A.J. Green didn't turn around in the end zone on Thursday night against the Green Bay Packers. And this team has never recovered from it. Yeah. Uh, listen, I, I, it, 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 uh, the performances speak for themselves. So the, it really comes down to what is Michael Bidwell going to do about this? Are they going to deflect and spin and say everything is fine? Are they going to blame the media? Okay, yeah. So I mean, it's it, it, so I, the the difference is now is the fans aren't buying it. They, they they know what's what, 
And so you've got this game on Thursday that if the Cardinals don't win this game on Thursday, we're over a full calendar year since they've won at home. <laughs> yeah, that's the other There's that. ingredient in the stew this yeah. week is that it's a home game. So, so I would say that under any other circumstance, Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime should not have been given contract extensions. I think we all understand that after that collapse, any rational, sane franchise backs off that mm-hmm. and says, okay, you guys, you guys got something to prove to me. Mm-hmm. In any other circumstance, their seats would be as hot as you could get. That Thursday night's game would be the game, the litmus test. You don't win that game, bye bye because your replacement will have 10 days. You give them an extra three days to get move into a new office, try to tweak things if you can. It would make sense, but are they at that spot? No. Why? Because of those extensions. Mm-hmm. It's a bad scene. It's yeah. a real, real bad scene. I've never. It, this is really, really something, man. I. It's Michael Bidwell went over a decade being a darling in this community for for changing, helping change the arc of this franchise. And now they have just hit a wall. This certainly this smacks of Sun Devil Stadium era stuff here. Oh, it does. Uh, we're going prime time this week as we're giving you the chance to win tickets to both the Suns home opener this Wednesday and Thursday night football. Just text prime time to six twenty six twenty. Listen for your name all day. One lucky winner each day will win their choice of a Devin Booker jersey or a DeAndre Hopkins jersey. Again, to get in, uh, get qualified. That's prime time to six twenty six twenty. We will call a name out today. First chance to win. Uh, coming up next. Next, we'll relive all the horrors from Seattle. Big Red Reacts is next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings on this Big Red Monday. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata mornings. Big Red Reacts. Reaction to yesterday's Cardinals game. Brought to you by Wico Pa Casino Resort, where world-class action meets Ford Diamond Splendor. Yeah, the uh, Cardinals got first crack at things after the Seahawks won the coin toss. They elected to defer a lot of eyeballs on what the Cardinals would do on that first drive. They've been the opposite of productive on those drives. But on the third play of the game, third and four from their own 25-yard line, got a little creativity in the run game thanks to Kyler Murray. Snap to Murray, and it's going to be a quarterback run to the right. Big hole, 30, 35, 40. Murray's free at the 50, inside the 40, and just scoots out of play inside the 35 at the 34-yard line. Yeah, 42-yard run, longest play of the season for the Cardinals' offense. And you're thinking, here we go. They finally cracked the code. Well, they didn't. They got with inside. Uh, it got to the one-yard line. Second and goal at the one. Murray runs out of bounds for a four-yard loss. They throw an incomplete pass on third down, and they settle for this from Matt Amendola. 23-yard field goal try for Amendola. Ball on the far hash mark. Fourth down. Snap. Spot. The kick is up, and the kick is good. And the Cardinals have their first first points of the first quarter of 2022. They laid 3-0 at that point. I thought maybe that would have some psychological effects on this team. Hey, we finally did it. Now we can relax. Didn't didn't, and, didn't play out that way. And yet they had second and goal from the one, and they kind of let that opening drive get away from themselves at that point. So, uh, yeah, yes, it was it was a good statement, but it could have been so much better. Yep. Uh, the Seahawks answered with a field goal from Jason Myers from 39 yards to tie things up, capping an eight-play 54-yard drive. Cardinals would take over again with 641 to go in the first quarter. Converted on a couple third downs, but it was a third and six at the 2022-yard line, or at the Seattle 20. Uh, two-yard line. Okay. And uh, Kyler Murray threw short to A.J. Green for two yards, short of the sticks. That brings up a fourth down. 
They're at the 20-yard line. It's a 38-yard field goal. They say, nah, you know what? We're not, we're not going to kick the field goal. We're going to go for Snap it. Snap to Murray. Three-step drop with time. Throws left side. It's a low pass, and it's incomplete at the 11-yard line. He had Rondell Moore. The ball was just thrown too short in the ground, and the Cardinals turned it over on downs. One of those plays where Moore could have caught it. Murray definitely could have made a better throw, but Uh you mentioned his errant throws. That was one of them. And the Cardinals just kind of punt, excuse the expression, on a chance to put three points on the board. Yeah, and so at this point in the game now, we've had a couple of mistakes from Kyler Murray on that on that goal line. There was a, uh, it looked like a pick play that was supposed to go to A.J. Green, and he threw the ball. I don't know where he was going with the ball. And that throw to Rondale Moore, again, yeah, maybe Rondale Moore should make that catch, but you can't put that ball in the dirt. No, and that's, and that's exactly what he did. What he did. Uh, Seahawks would take over. They did nothing. The teams that actually traded three and out. Seahawks on their next drive would get a 27-yard field goal from Myers to make it 6-3. Uh, that would take us till late in the uh, in the first half. Cardinals took over with 117 to go. They went three and out again, and they had to punt it back and gave up another field goal before halftime, which they do seemingly every week. Third. Down, they're going to try the field goal. Four seconds left. It's a 34-yard attempt. Snap, ball is down. The kick is on the way. And the kick is good. And that ends the first half. Yeah, 9-3 after the 34-yard field goal by Myers at the uh, break. Seahawks got the first possession of the uh, half. They would uh, kick it away after three plays. Cardinals once again got into Seahawks territory. Uh, fourth and two at the 27-yard line. You're looking at, what, a 45-yard field goal there? Uh-huh. They pass it up. They go for it again. Murray incomplete to A.J. Green. On the Seattle's next possession, uh, the Seahawks' next possession, Myers would kick a 32-yard field goal. 12-3, and for a struggling offense, a nine-point deficit is not easy to overcome. Cardinals were on the move on a third down play. Kyler Murray ran again, but this one had disastrous results. Murray takes the snap, drops the throw from the pocket, steps up, runs left at the 40, at the 35, at the 30, fumbles the ball inside the 20 and recovered at the 18-yard line by Seattle's Tariq Woolen. Kyler got the first down, but then he fumbled it forward, and the Seahawks take over with 2.20 to go. Yeah, Kobe Bryant caused the fumble. Woolen recovered it. Seahawks did take over inside their own 20-yard line. Did nothing and had to punt, and that actually led to some points for the Cardinals on special teams. Dixon's got it, and the punt is blocked. It's loose in the end zone, and the Cardinals recovered for a touchdown. Chris Banjo comes up with the fumble recovery for a touchdown. Couldn't see who blocked the punt, but the Cardinals get six points, and that's the first touchdown of the game by either team. That was such a strange play. It looked like Michael Dixon just got completely spooked by something. He did. He did. <laughs> and, and, and just like dropped the ball. He did. It was unbelievable. Well, what he got spooked at is the fact that Ezekiel Turner was coming straight up the middle on block. Yeah. But, but at that point in time, if you're like, okay, I can't kick this, just take the safety. He just completely went. Ah! <laughs> it just, I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, so, strange so at play. This point in game, and so at this point in game, before the extra point, you're thinking, "Wow, uh-huh. okay, 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 survive in advance, survive in advance." Yeah, uh, but Matt Amendola came on and missed the extra point. Ouch. <laughs> 
Yeah. 12 9 yeah. at that point. Uh, and that's where the defense needed to step up and really assert itself. And it did not on the next drive for Seattle. Uh, the Seahawks went right down the field. First down and 10 at the Arizona 11. Kenneth Walker, who was a thorn in the side all day for the Cardinals, did the honors. Walker to the left side at the 10. Stiff arms to the 5 and into the end zone for the touchdown. Kenneth Walker with a score to make it 18-9 with 13-24 to go. In the fourth quarter, that's the first offensive touchdown today for either team. The extra point was good, 19-9. Ten-point lead. Cardinals still have plenty of time left. Uh, they take over with 13-24 to go. They face the fourth and two at the Seattle 23-yard line. Uh-huh. Once again, that would Down be about 10. a 41-yard field goal. Down by 10, so you need a Down field goal 10. and a touchdown yeah. to win. They say, you know what? We're not going to try that field goal with the most... Uh, uh, productive and consistent kicker they had in for tryouts a week ago. So they go for it on fourth and two. And Takes the snap. Drops back the pass. In trouble. And he's sacked at the 35-yard line. Sacked by Quentin Jefferson. And the Seahawks take over on downs, leading 19-9 with 10.06 to go. By the way, you keep going for fourth down when you're missing two of your starting offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Good point, Jared. <laughs> you, you hear the results. Uh, later on, Cardinals will get another possession still down 10. They took over at their own 7. They got near midfield, but then another turnover. Shotgun snap. Murray back to throw. Throws a deep ball. Left side. Underthrown. Intercepted at the 25-yard line. Picked off by Mullen. And there's an injured Cardinal as well. It's Hollywood Brown who was the intended receiver, and he's still down. Yeah, insult to injury there. Yeah. It was all over but the shout. In my opinion, worst loss of the season. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. He didn't play great against the Rams for sure. Had a chance last week to force overtime, missed a kick. You started this game out well, scoring in your first drive, but you didn't, didn't have any offensive points since that opening possession. It was... A rough watch for this offense again. Yeah, Dave Pash on the uh, calls on the Cardinals radio network. 19-9 the final. Cardinals fall to 2-4 and four and leading to further questions about this offense that looks entirely broken. We'll explore uh-huh. some of the factors in uh-huh. that next as we continue. Big Red Monday. It's Pickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Let's go. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. I have not, no, not yet since I've been a coach. Just not being able to find rhythm as an offense. Um, new to me, so we're going to continue to work at it. Um, Personnel-wise, see how we can move things around and, and scheme-wise, see how we can get better because, you know, it's a six-game view and it uh, hasn't been good enough. Probably really a rookie year. Probably. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the last time it's felt this hard. You know? um, just, you know, it's just tough out there right now. Tough. That's what it feels like. But, you know, and a lot of it, like I said, is self-inflicted. Um, put it on ourselves. That is uh, Cliff Kingsbury saying he's never struggled like this on offense before. Kyler Murray saying, yeah, I struggled like this as a rookie. Things felt hard then. They feel hard now. On Friday, mm-hmm. Beck, man, <laughs> this is the first time I felt good about picking the Cardinals to win a game. Yeah. I felt uh, that way largely due to the ineff- uh, you know ineffective Seattle defense. Like, 
This this had all the makings. This is exactly what you want as a struggling offense, even though it's on the road, which you play well on the road, to go up against a defense like that should make everything better. And uh, I love the way you put it in your column on, on ArizonaSports.com. It wasn't a get-right game. It was a get-gone game. A get-gone game. Yeah, that's and, – and again, I, I think that in the long view, this I, – I agree with you. This thing is broken. I don't think it's fixable. I certainly don't think there's a schematic solution to what we've witnessed. Um, I think this is a – this is an offense that, that – was not built to work in the NFL. There were a lot of people who, who wondered. It, Mike Leach, of all people, wasn't certain this was going to work on the NFL level. You remember yes, that? The day yes. the day Cliff Kingsbury got this job. And, and so I think what has happened here is that this offense is the offense and everybody has figured it out. I, I don't know. You can't argue with that. Look, look, at, look at how what, – what just look how hard it is for this offense to function. To just even stack successful plays together. There was one play yesterday when Kyler Murray hit Rondale Moore in stride and it was like a cause for celebration. That's that's garden variety stuff that should be happening frequently for any functioning offense in the NFL. And, and with the Cardinals, you're ready to throw a party when when they actually throw the ball downfield. So I, it's it's really, really unfortunate. Um, but I do think that I it's starting to become clear that the Cardinals, that Michael Bidwill ultimately believed in was the team that was seven and zero and ten and two, and that's not the team we're looking at. We're looking at the team that was one and six down the stretch is what we're looking at. Yeah, and so uh, uh, the fact that the fact that you can have a, a a weapon like Kyler Murray and still not put together um, a, a potent offense is just unbelievable to me. I don't know. Did you see what was going around on 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 social media? One of uh, one of the Cardinal fans put together a Cliff Bingo card. Oh Did yeah, you see that? Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, Shout out to Josie. Yeah, yeah, it's That's uh, pretty good. It's getting and some, the Pussycats. It's getting some. <laughs> it's getting some traction too. But that leads to the the, the frustration of the fans is when coaches don't have answers. Nope. Um, and I'm not. This is not Cliff Kingsbury's style. We know this. But when coaches don't get emotional about losses, but when when fans hear the same things every week, yeah, leading them to create a bingo card. Uh-huh. Uh, these, right. This is going to be Cliff's press conference, and it, and it's kind of right on the money. Uh, here was Cliff Kingsbury after the game. See if you can mark anything off the card on this one. Uh, this where do, where do the problems start? Uh, with me, you know, I, I got to do a better job of making sure we're. Um, running things that we can execute at a high level and be efficient and stay on schedule and, and um, you know, score touchdowns. We just struggled throughout the season. So it starts there. And, and then uh, execution, you know, routine plays that we make in practice and, and how we do it in practice has to carry over to the games. And right now it's not for a reason. Yeah, I... <laughs> I got two. Two off the bingo card on that one. Oh, did you? You got two off that one? We need to execute better. Right. Yeah. And I got to be better. Yeah. I just got to be better. Well, how, how about you actually practice on Wednesdays? Why don't you start there? They had a game on Thursday, though, Bick. Oh, well, yeah, that, that's right. That's Couldn't right. Possibly. Not this week, but last week. It is. They, you, they did a walkthrough, right? Right. Yeah, they did a walkthrough. Not which, even a. Look, I'm, I'm not going to rip on that. It, it, the the physical rigors of an NFL season are a real thing. And when you play two games in okay, five days, we, gonna, we know that. But okay, I'm going to call timeout here on this, okay? Because th- this idea that we're, we're going to not practice so we stay healthy down the stretch. That is putting too much on the injury factors that allegedly sabotaged this team last year. Too much. 
Okay, that, and if if you think not practicing is going to keep you healthy, that to me is quite a reach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Okay. And to what point are you hurting yourself or at what point are you hurting yourself by trying to save yourself for the second half of the season? The second half of the season isn't going to matter really? the way I mean, that they're playing no, right now. That's this right. Started that's exactly in, right. This started in training camp. Mm-hmm. And there were factors that kept players off the field in training camp. I get it. But there wasn't a whole lot of, of usage. There was no usage of any players that were actually wanting to see the field no. on on, uh, on Sundays during during the preseason. You had Kyler Murray show up one day during OTAs, and we all like threw a party. Oh, what a kid's growing up. He doesn't even have a contract extension. And look at him. And then he got the contract extension. Right. Yeah, listen. Uh, so, I, so I think that's the that's the big picture issue that the Cardinals have to wrestle to the ground here. It's not whether or not we can duck this idea that fans are turning on the head coach and the GM and the team. It's really you've made a massive investment in this quarterback who's got a ton of talent, yet you've raised him wrong. These four years, he's been coddled too much. He has not been treated sternly enough. I mean, to have to put a, something in a guy's contract, forget the study addendum, to put something in a contract requiring your quarterback to show up to you know, off-season activities, come on now. Come on now. Set a level of expectation. Do Who's you give, running the show, him or you? Do you give Cliff any credit for adjusting the offense and ha- calling more run plays for Kyler? That we were sort of yelling at him to do. Yeah, I listen. I, I I think that that was that was a proper reaction to the game plan yesterday. I think the numbers bear that out prior to yesterday. And I thought that opening drive. I thought, wow, Kyler Murray is running hard. Rondale Moore took a pass. He was running hard. I saw some urgency on that opening drive, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of fell apart. They had second and goal from the one. And they okay. let, and they let that thing get away. They ran a Kyler Murray stretch play that lost three yards, and then they tried to run some sort of rub route or pick play. And he threw and, the ball too quickly. And threw the ball too quickly. Communication issues, and now you're done. And now you're kicking a field goal, which was fine. It was points on an opening drive. It was a. It was a. It was something of a victory. But again, this is just the, the the laborious nature of this offense and their inability to score touchdowns. How many touchdowns do they have this year? Not a lot. Uh, not uh, many. Uh. <laughs> um, to answer Jarrett's question, yeah, I, I thought that was a, a cool wrinkle, especially early in the game, the design runs yeah. by Kyler Murray. I was very disappointed in the traditional running game. Yeah, I was expecting a lot more. A lot of that had to do with the offensive line, but you got very little from Eno Benjamin. You got very little from Keontae Ingram. But I don't even want to focus on the run game. This passing offense is, again, to use the word, it's broken. It's absolutely broken. Mm-hmm. No flow, out of sync. Big brought up a great Nothing point. Special. It is alarming to watch other NFL teams operate passing games where their receivers are actually moving when they catch the ball. Yeah. You know, 90% of the Cardinals' completions are to a stationary target with his back to the defense. The thing that blew my mind probably the most about yesterday was Pete Carroll had this offense that had been rolling hot, and he throttled back. 
he throttled back because he had no fear of the Cardinals' offense. He it's didn't true. think he didn't think he had to win a shootout. Yep, he's like, that's not risk anything. That's control everything, and yeah. to the we'll point, outlast them. Their conservative nature on offense was almost to the point where, like, dude, you're you're leaving a lot on the table. He didn't care. Like, we'll he, kick field goals. That'll yeah, be good enough. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and, and it was, and it was, and so we went into the game thinking get right game for the Cardinals' offense in Seattle. They were thinking this is a get right game for the Seahawks' defense. They win. They they were right. We were wrong. There you go. So depressing. Nineteen to nine, the final coming up on uh, Big Red Monday. We'll open up the phone lines at six zero two two six zero nine eight seven zero to get your thoughts on what we all witnessed in Seattle, and I can only imagine what the tone is going to be like today. Six zero two two six zero nine eight seven zero. Your phone calls next here on Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.